Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baseball fans of all ages, this is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Joe Davis. This is Josiah Gray. I'm Jock Peterson. Hey, this is Ross Stripling. This is Tony Gonsolin. This is Buster Olney. This is Adrian Gonzalez. Hi, this is John Hartung, and you're listening to Blue Heaven. 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 And you are listening to the Blue Heaven Podcast. you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast and that's quieter because i turned it down what is going on dodgers nation good to see you tonight my name is clint you can find me as real frg on twitter and instagram <laughs> I, I i'm i think they're a little bit disappointed they didn't get more of the air horn but that's okay we'll we'll <laughs> settle for what we got guys my name is brooke you can find me at brooke me three on twitter and instagram on today's show we got a lot to talk to you we got a lot to talk about all right we're coming up on opening day we got mm-hmm. a lot of things to discuss because things mm-hmm. have to happen things have to move rosters i mean dave said himself spring cuts are coming yeah. so what would a lot you to talk about would you say we have to roster bait Rosturbation once again, yes. We are back. Uh, square one. Round. Right at square uh, one. Three? I, I don't know. We It's our thing, you know. It happens every year. It's like the roster changes or something like that. But we will have our roster, uh, opening day roster predictions. We want, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the potential of a World Series hangover. We've probably talked about it at some point this offseason, but you know, right. why not? Just talk about it again. Things like that. We'll, we'll, it's, it's sort of been a topic uh, of late amongst uh, Dodger players. We have some prizes to give away. Uh, spring. I'm calling it spring draining because I'm very over this and I'm ready for baseball to start happening. So um, yeah, let let's do that. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us in the uh, in the stream here. We are a podcast. You can find us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, wherever those uh, your your podcasts are available in your ear holes. We live there, literally, literally. <clears throat> Not literally. We don't actually live there. <laughs> that would be painful for a lot of different people. I did see Anthony on Periscope says, shout out to Living in the Future. I have the podcast going, the Dodgers, and USC. So Anthony is doing exactly what we asked of him and having everything on to, to support local sports and your local podcasters. Santiago's in the stream says, holla at your boy. Holla. Hello. Holler. A, a, uh, Mr. Jose Rocha is in the stream. <laughs> I'm, I'm being. Oh, I'm gonna you. do. I'm yeah, gonna do yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. What's going on, Roach? Roach in the stream. Winner of of many baseballs of Dodgers <laughs> that you don't care about. It, you know, if you're looking for those, he's got them. Legend in uh, out there. Obscure autograph holder. Yeah, Roach. That's kind of his thing. Yep. Angel asks, "Are we watching the game?" No, because we're damn professionals. Well, at least for this. Well, I mean, as professionals, we probably should be watching the game. But I'm guessing. I don't know. Bowers winking at people and throwing and, the uh, baseball. Throwing the baseball. Justin Turner skinny. <laughs> Justin Turner skinny because he that net 30 or something like that. I don't, look, man, I'm, uh, spring training games get a little repetitive after a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of burnt out on spring training. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Uh, we, I guess, we should probably, as as LA boys, give our our our, our thoughts and and prayers to the 
family of Elgin Baylor. We lost another Titan, another legend in uh, in in you know, Los Angeles sports. So, man, I mean, it really. It's not has not been a good year, man. It is not. We uh, we've definitely taken some hits over the past. I mean, really over the past like year and a half with with LA icons, LA sports icons yeah. in particular. It's been rough. I mean, obviously it's been a rough year for everybody, but it just hits a little harder when you get to see legends of the game passing like that. Uh, guys that our parents grew up watching, our grandparents grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy obviously transcended time. <laughs> yeah, um, for real. So our condolences to him. Really good dude. Really good ball player. Really great guy. Never won a championship. I learned that today. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that actually yeah. off the top of my head. But I was like, "Wow, that's that's a, that's probably one of the best to ever play and not win a championship." There's a, there's a couple. It's, it's definitely weird to hear of any legendary Laker and not have them attached to a championship. Right, it's, it's, Lakers it's specifically. Weird, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Uh, we got Scott in the stream saying, first time listener, long time watcher, liar. You're a dirty liar." Hi, Scott. Going on, Scott. Springing training notes. Springing? Spring Spring. training notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, 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 Dave Roberts talked about Bruce Dar, your boy Bruce Dar, Bazooka Gratterall. He's throwing off a mound. He's uh, not going to appear in a spring training game, it seems like, which means he's not going to be on the opening day roster. How do you feel about that as as a Bruce Dar stand? Uh, look, I mean, we've talked about it before. This is going to be a very long season. Uh, I mean, it's a normal season technically, but coming off a sixty game season, it's probably going to feel pretty long. So, with that in mind, you can kind of have, you can expect to have a much different opening day roster than what you might expect. You might look at the list of names. I think we're going to look at the list of names of on the opening day roster and be like, this is not. <laughs> This is not what I expected when the season was going to start, but that's okay yeah. because there's a lot of games. You don't need guys for the first 20 games. You would rather have them for the last 20 games, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. The Dodgers have the depth where they can move these guys around in and out, um, and so I think when they're looking at Bruce Dargraderall under normal conditions, if they didn't have so much depth, if they were in a pinch, probably could get him ready for the season. Probably could get him ready by opening yeah. week, at least. Uh, maybe not opening day, but so opening If it was week. heading into the postseason, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. but they're at a point where they're like, look, I mean – we have like 500 arms ready to go. We don't really need to rush this guy. There's even a couple of guys that they want to hold on to that are not rostered that are going to need roster spots eventually, or you know they run the risk of them opting out of their contracts. Some of these veterans that are not on 40 man rosters. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's spaces, there's openings, there's opportunities. There's a reason to think that they would want these guys on the squad. So I personally am not worried about it. I would much rather have him in October than I would have him in April. That's it. That's my thoughts. Hashtag analysis. T-H-O-T-S. From the foremost Dodgers journalist from some Dodger blog. <laughs> from the l- biggest Bruce Dark Ratterall fan on earth. This is true. I think you have that account. I do. Next up, Brandon Morrow is uh, probably at best maybe like a midseason pickup kind of guy. A lot of people, including us, were pretty excited to see uh, Brandon Morrow be signed again by the Dodgers. But... Uh, you, you, you look at the numbers, you look at his history, the dude hasn't really thrown in a game since, uh, what, 2018? I think it was like June 2018. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, and he's been recovering from injuries, different things, mechanics, all this kind of stuff are going to be out of whack. You're not going to have that stamina needed to get through, uh, you know, th- potentially three or more batters. I'm fine with that, you know. Why not just take that opportunity, sign a dude to a minor league deal who's up for it, who's who's willing to do it, and, and you know, if you get him healthy, cool. If not... Uh, it didn't really cost you anything. So you could have uh, you know, another back end of the bullpen arm, and you could have a lot more good problems to have by the end of the season with people like 
Bruce Dar. If he's doing well, Joe Kelly, Knable, Blake Trinan, and and this guy Morrow. Those are a lot of dudes that could lead, uh, you know, bridge up to Kenley Jansen or take his spot if needed. Yeah, and I think this is this is a question that I haven't got to ask Dave yet, but I would like to ask him eventually. It's this year feels like the first year where if they need to. I, I wouldn't. I don't think that they would ever say we're going to remove Kenley from the closer role. I don't think they're ever going to come out and say that directly. I think that they will give other people opportunities if if it comes to that. And I think this is the first year where they feel like they can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. And it feels like more of an open opportunity. What I want to know is like, hey, are you going to be less likely to use him on back to back days because? The record speaks for itself. On back-to-back days for Kenley, he does not have much success, especially in the yeah. past two years. So I think this should be a year where you start to see some someone else or multiple guys get opportunities, especially on his back-to-back day, where in years past he would have taken the ball on the back-to-back day. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the case this year. So it will be interesting to watch how it plays out, especially <clears throat> in a contract year. I think it was uh, he just threw three of five. So he pitched in three games out of five. He did appear in that uh, – over the weekend, uh, Clayton Kershaw, I was calling Carlos for some reason, Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. pitched a B game uh, on a backfield against the Brewers uh, yeah, on Sunday. And um, uh, Kenley also appeared in that game. So he got a three of five. He did well, according to Dave. He's liked what he's seeing. He's, mm-hmm. uh, Kershaw's friend Kenley has been solid enough in spring training, and usually he's kind of hit or miss. So hopefully, hopefully we get a good Kenley and everything will come together because his team – as we've said time and time again, this team is much, much better with a a uh, uh, like a dealing Kenley Jansen. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch how it plays out because there's a lot of <laughs> options this year. Mm-hmm. And with that, I, it feels like everybody has a short leash, and that uh, rightfully so. It's we've seen a transition in Dave Roberts over the past couple of years. It's been it's been subtle and slow, and yeah. I think it's it's hasn't played out as quickly as we'd have liked. But he he's been less and less willing to give people time to figure things out mm-hmm. as time has gone on, which is ideal for somebody managing a major league baseball team, but has not always been the case because like we said before, Dave Roberts is a very friendly player, friendly manager and yeah. he fits that role and he does very well at that, but adjustments need to be made sometimes. And that's what seems to be the direction that we're heading. Like uh, Santiago here saying, uh, Kenley has looked solid, but still think he should have a semi-short leash. Well, very uh, a very good way of saying that. Uh, Fredo saying, if Kenley's not doing well in the regular season, will it matter or is his spot secure? No, his spot is absolutely not secure, and it shouldn't be. He uh, he has time and time again lost that spot. He was good. He was, you know, outside of three outings last year, he was good. Right. Um, but, yeah, this year... Maybe they have a little bit of time. It's an expanded season again, or a full season. But uh, yeah, don't 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 be shocked to see <laughs> Kenley throwing some mop up innings in seventh inning or something like that. Potentially down the road could be a thing. Uh, talked about Kershaw a little bit ago. Kershaw pitched on Sunday. Trevor Bauer is pitching today on Monday. Walker Bueller, I believe, is pitching on Tuesday. They have a day off on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. So it's Kershaw, Bauer, Bueller that are lined up right now. You would think with 10 days to go, they're lining up for that to be the rotation to open the season. Dave is not, you know, he's not giving us any sort of insight into what his rotation is going to look like. But that's that's pretty typical Dave. That's what he does. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're looking at years past, it doesn't always line up that way in terms of, like, the last, you know, week or turn in spring training or anything like that. But if you're looking at the person who starts the second day of uh, opening day, I mean, 
that person could possibly start the home opener, presumably with with the proper rest associated mm-hmm. with that. And so that would make sense if it were Bauer going the second day, because that would line up for him to get the, uh, the home opener. And and that goes right in with what you wanted last week. Exactly, because he doesn't need to be at the ring ceremony. <laughs> there's, there's no reason. He's just going to be awkwardly standing there like with his <laughs> stick thing like that he shakes or whatever. You know? Bauer, Bauer does a lot of things awkward. That's yeah, kind of that his Just thing. put him in the bullpen and let him get ready for the game. Let him <clears> do his thing. It, I mean, it is a good, you know, it is a cool thing to have your big free agent pitch the pitch the home first opener. first yeah first yeah. home opener the, or first home game of the year i think that's exciting i think that's seinfeld fun. seinfeld <laughs> boom, boom 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 anyway sign the sign anyways um I, I do think that's probably the top four if you're looking at it mm-hmm. maybe jumping into a little bit well up. with julio yeah with julio yeah. added into the back end of that um beyond that we'll get to the who i think the fifth person is you gotta you gotta stick around for the whole show you know if you do i'm not gonna give you it all up front no yeah come on guys you know how this works one of the things i think uh maybe for people like us kind of was more of a head scratcher last week or over the weekend whenever it was doc roberts mentioned that big willie style will smith will be uh, he's targeting 90 starts at catcher for him this year to me that feels low for the one of the top hitting, uh, you know, one of the you just say all together, one of the top uh, catchers in the game right now. For him to start less than a hundred games on paper seems a little low. Seems a little weird. Is this something uh, where Doc's being cray? It, it, did he just get caught off guard with a question, or is he looking out uh, to keep him healthy and fresh for the postseason? Yeah, man, <laughs> it it is odd to me that he would jump out and say that but also if you go back and watch it mm-hmm. it does kind of seem like he's a little caught off guard by it it doesn't really he's kind of like fumbling through like trying to find the words for it and then eventually settles on 90 games mm-hmm. when he said that uh, in the moment i didn't even process it and then i was like did he just say will smith's gonna start 90 games this year and then i was like how many games are in this season that's a lot of austin barn starts and we knew this is something that we had talked about too we knew that he was going to get the clayton kershaw starts yeah. we obviously <laughs> know that's going to happen but Best case scenario, that's thirty games a year. That's not that's not nearly as many as he's been quoted for. So I I don't know. Like does Will Smith has been catching Trevor Bauer, and so that doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. anything up front, especially in spring training, but it does shape up to be, hey, like we would like this guy to start a lot of games, and so we don't want you to have a personal Austin Barnes catcher, but here you go. <laughs> I I just don't see how you justify starting him that often. It's Something doesn't me- mesh up in that unless they're mixing in Ruiz somewhere along the way. You're not. Yeah. It's not going to be a fifty-fifty split. Sure, Barnes. They're both hitting the ball very well right now in spring training. But it's spring training. That doesn't really mean much of anything. Austin Barnes is a backup catcher. Let's be real. He had his opportunities. He 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 missed them. Um, I'm fine with him catching twice a week. That's cool. But Will Smith only catching ninety seems a little off to me, uh, yeah. considering you know the greatest catchers to ever play the game usually are out there for about 130, 140 games. But then you look at somebody like Buster Posey, who just turned what thirty four, thirty five, and he's you know half dead, yeah. and he sat out last year. He did, yeah. He didn't take a whole year <laughs> off. Scott Scott makes a good point. He said, "But he's saying that as a baseline out of respect for Barnes, but he'll definitely DH more too." Obviously, AL games will get the chance to do that. Hopefully, the Universal DH sneaks its way in. I don't think it will, but yeah, it's I'm a good not. point. I mean, he doesn't want to. Uh, he, he's he's been pretty 
he has been pretty. Yeah, he's been hesitant to say like, "Hey, Will Smith's our guy." Like he mm-hmm. he's never come out and say that. Even when even well, even he when knows Riverside seems, Barnes will strangle him. Yeah, even though it seems pretty clear that there is <laughs> a better eyes. of the two, he's always been like, "Oh, I don't view them as as Will Smith and his backup catcher Austin Barnes. I view them as one A and one B." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, that's still in order technically." So, <laughs> so he, yeah. I, it might be something like that where he's like, "Hey, I don't want to jump the gun too quick. I want to make sure all of our." You know everything's in order. I, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that you can look at it. Maddie Man Five here on YouTube says, "Guys, uh, pitchers don't want to pitch to Will Smith." And that was uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, where it's like if you see uh, Austin Barnes catching uh, Trevor Bauer a whole bunch by midseason, by the All Star break, something's up. They they definitely do not like throwing to uh, to Will Smith. I'll note that. You know anybody who's watching the vlogs and all that, you'll see Will Smith and and Trevor Bauer are lockered next to each other, and you know that's a relationship builder that was done intentionally. That was definitely done intentionally. You noted to, in today's game that's happening right now as we're doing this, Will Smith is is receiving the ball different. He's doing the the uh, the modern pitch framer style where the the glove is below the zone you basically don't set up a target but you're trying up. to pull up you're trying to catch that ball and pull up you you could find some some cool videos uh if that's your sort of thing about watching uh the modern air quote modern catcher thoughts on that like are, maybe is, is bauer his catching coach i i mean yeah i mean you look at you know, some of the best catchers in the game have been coached up better by their own pitching staffs, yeah. and that it tends to happen. You have to learn the guys that are throwing to you, and you have to learn if you're able to learn from some of the best in the game, and you're able to learn off of a guy who just came off of a Cy Young season. Mm-hmm. That's it can only benefit you. That can only make you better. And and I think the question was sort of asked to Trevor Bauer when he was talking about like relationships with catchers, and I think somebody was trying to subtly hint at like, hey, do you have a preference? Like, yeah. Who, what are we doing here? And he's and Bauer was just like, look, I mean, it's just all about growing a relationship. Like you guys have to be able to talk to each other. You have to not be afraid to be like, hey, you're not doing this right, or hey, I'm not doing this right, yeah. whatever it might be. So I think that that was by design. I think that they're. <laughs> hoping and praying that he doesn't say like put Austin Barnes behind the plate I hate this guy he sucks I'm not happy with it which is I mean wasn't necessarily the case with Clayton Kershaw I know there was a lot made of the switch and a lot Mm -hmm. made of the relationship between the two where people were like oh they hate each other and it's like that's not really the case I just think that he has a better relationship with Austin Barnes and Clayton Kershaw has been like that his entire career he attaches himself Mm -hmm. to certain catchers and they just work out better for him so I think ideally they want Will Smith behind the plate. I think that they won't ever come out and say that, but I think, I mean, how could you look at the, I don't know how you look at it and say like, I, I really want Austin Barnes in there instead. I don't know how you could look at that and say that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really, it doesn't really roll off the tongue to say you no. prefer that. And again, you know, Barnesy and his hitting coach, Mookie Betts, have worked out well. He, he had some very clutch moments in the postseason. Barnes is not a, is not a hitter. He's hitterish. He's hitterish at best. Yep. But um, that's just uh, that's just that note on that. Uh, I've seen a few people bring it up, and and also a few people bring it up. Uh, Kbert, Kbert, Kybert, Ruiz. We'll get more into Ruiz later on in the show because I think we probably want to talk about him as part of our roster predictions. Dun, dun. Oh wait, I have a button for that. Uh, let's just do that works because dude's been money so far this uh, spring training. I've seen uh, uh, more people also talking about the DH because you had mentioned the DH a little bit and people talking about Will Smith potentially DHing. Dave is uh, still kind of holding out hope for that DH, isn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, he was just asked about it, <laughs> and he was like, it's like "Ten so, days." I, I think whoever asked him about it was I like, "Even even this close to the season, you'd still want it." And he was like, "Yeah, like it just gives us a." He has been very upfront when talking about pitchers hitting during this spring training. Mm-hmm. People have been like, "Hey, when are you getting pitchers in there? When are pitchers going to start hitting?" And you can just tell he's just like, "I don't want my pitchers to hit during spring training. It's a waste of time. They're mm-hmm. not going to get a hit now. They're not going to get a hit during the season. Why would I risk putting him there right now? It's just stupid." And obviously, a lot of the pitchers that we talked to are like, "Oh yeah, I shouldn't be in there. Yeah. <laughs> I should not be in the batter's box." Well, save for uh, Tony Gonsolin. Gonsolin was Gonsolin's like, "Let me <laughs> let me take some hacks, baby." I I'm, I mean, I'm surprised to not see them in there just, like, exclusively bunting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at this point, they really should just be laying down bunts in any situation. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, two outs, might as well just practice your bunting, dude. Just get it down the line, whatever. You, just get it down. Real-life game situation, lay down a yes. bunt. That's all you're going to be – that's mostly what you're going to be asked to do throughout the course of the season. Bunting against uh, real-life big league pinching. pitching is uh, much – more uh, uh it's it's a lot different than throwing against a, a jegs machine or something like yeah, that yeah just uh just saying notably just before the game today doc mentioned that uh that uh bauer might get one at bat before the season starts bauer <laughs> you, is pissed <laughs> you'd really oh he hates batting as he well as batting. <laughs> uh you'd really expect somebody to want to get a, a few more hacks in see a few more pitches but whatever teach their own he's like dude i'm not gonna look i'm gonna suck anyways why why even bother (laughs) in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas Bring them home. Uh, and, and the final thing we wanted to mention is uh, there's going to be more roster cuts coming tomorrow, as you would expect. Nine days left on tomorrow being Tuesday. Today, if you're listening to the podcast, is a thing. A uh, <clears throat> couple other things I wanted to bring up about uh, we, we've talked about it. They, they've kind of mentioned it uh, here and there throughout spring training. The idea of um, you know defending the World Series. Defending your title, it hasn't been done in two decades, and uh, and and what's the other thing? The other words, you know, the lyrics. Doing that and in kind of that the, the World hangover. Series hangover yeah. sort of thing, which we've already been through in 2018. The Dodgers were there, so we're trying to defend here our, our World Series piece of metal. What are your thoughts on um, the potential? Of of a World Series hangover hangover for for these Dodgers, I think I think they just have too many of the right guys in place for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that they just have if I would say if the locker room was not led by guys like Mookie Betts and David Bryce and Clayton Kershaw and Justin, Ter- if those guys weren't in place, I feel like the possibility would be much higher. In fact, the likelihood would even be much higher. I just think there's too many guys in in positions of power in terms of like their mm-hmm. leadership sway in the clubhouse and things like that in order for that to happen i just they just stay too on focus like there is nothing <laughs> distracting them for what their goal is and it, they've talked about it over and over again like hey yeah. we got to win this year this year matters uh chris taylor was uh catching up with the real dv dave sa last week or i think over the weekend whenever it was and um dave asked him about that that kind of narrative of well I should say Vasse opened it by saying you guys 
look hungry. You don't look like a team that just won a World Series. So I right. wanted to kind of bring this in. Uh, throw to our boy at DV. Make sure you're following him at AM570 LA Sports on the internet. But here's a little bit of, from uh, DV and CT3. OMG. It feels like the vibe at camp is very professional. You guys are still having fun. But it feels like you guys are acting like you never won the World Series last year. The hunger is still there. Is that? Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, I think that's a focal point for us is we want to keep that chip on our shoulder. Um, you know, we, this is a new team too. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, we feel like we never really got to celebrate properly after last year with um, all the COVID regulations and everything that went down. And it was just a different different season and um you know so I, I think everybody's still hungry there's a lot of excitement in camp and uh you know we we understand we got a good team and we don't want to waste it smart way of answering that we've got a good team and we don't want to waste, waste it. it but one could argue that uh they've they've been in that situation for most of the last uh, what three four five years yeah but i think <laughs> Uh, man, I, I don't know if you guys remember 18. There was just so many things that went wrong to start off 2018. I mean, that's that's when the JT JT's hand exploded. Yeah. I mean, there was just so many things that went awry. <laughs> it was a bad year overall. Like, it just felt like we were never going to get out of that rut to start the season. Yeah. It, coming out, it was a crushing loss. Like, 2017 was such a crushing loss. Mm -hmm. like, it was huge. Like, we felt it. Obviously, years later, we find out why it was such a bad loss. It got even worse after that. But... uh I don't know. It feels different. Again, the people that are in place right now, the leadership that's in place, I just don't I don't see it slipping away from them at all. I don't see the focus slipping away. Yeah, there's definitely a focus and 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 now you would say then, you know, they they made it in, in 2017 they made it the World Series for the first time in in 29 years. Yeah. So in 18 there was a lot of pressure on their backs and and again in 20 there was a lot of pressure but there's there's a different like I think everybody felt it in 20 it's like okay we're we're built we're set for this. Yeah. Um another I think it actually might be Vasse again I don't know if it's an all Vasse show my bad guys didn't mean to set it up that way but uh JT was earlier, was asked earlier today about uh the idea and the difference of you know in the past you were playing against 29 teams, and I think the, the setup is already in there. In the past, you are playing against 29 teams for that World Series. At the same time, before, you were also playing against all that history behind you of not, of what, 30, 33 years of not winning a World Series. So maybe this fits, maybe it doesn't. I just, I liked the idea, and I like JT's answer. So here you go, boom. Brilliant camp. Uh, Dave said oh, that plunk. he viewed things as this year you're only playing against 29 teams as opposed to in the past playing against 29 teams in your own history. Uh, do you feel that has changed? Is that, is that a tangible thing at all? Uh, I mean, yes, I, I, I haven't heard that. I, I didn't hear that quote from him. Uh, that was a good way to put it though. I felt that in years past, um, I did a player's tribune article a few years ago talking about, you know, growing up in Southern California and, and being well aware of, of the drought and, and what it would mean to the fans in LA and this organization. And, um, you know, I think this year the, the burden is to, you know, win a championship to prevent that year one of that drought again, right? Like the, the goal is to bring another championship home and, and bring them home year in and year out and uh, avoid another 
33-year period where our, our fans don't get to celebrate. So to button this up, these dudes are I, – I don't think they could have a better mindset. I don't think this could be a better-built team because, you know, you've seen it in the past. I mean, the Yankees were a, a type of team – uh, especially in like 99, 2000, and I don't know the roster exactly offhand, but right. they were a mostly unchanged team. The Dodgers are a mostly unchanged team, but there were some, the changes that did happen, you could argue were pretty radical. You lose Kike, you lose yep. Jock. Those are two two guys that have been here uh, through most of this success, if not all of it. And um, you add uh, a huge you know, clubhouse changer, I'm not saying anything bad or, or good or either way. It's either way you bring it in uh, uh, the <laughs> Cy Young Award winner in 2020. Yeah. That's a huge shakeup in, in the clubhouse. So you bring in Bauer. That, that's a very, very different roster. So while still being the same, and, and, and he, you know, it's one of the things, um, I, I forget if it was CT or, yeah, CT had talked about that, how it is almost like a new roster. It's good. It, it, th- this team could not be better built to go and win a World Series again, to be the first team to go back-to-back in, in two decades. And like JT says, to to make sure that uh, you know we don't start a new losing streak of, of uh, no World Series. We're, we're, we're right there, man. We, I use liberally, because I am the Dodgers. We. Somos. Uh, yeah, I would definitely not want to go through another... I don't want to be in like my uh, I don't know what the map old, on the sixties. Oh my god, that would be my sixties. <laughs> Oof, you old buddy. You'd be dead. I would be very <laughs> dead. Hundred percent. Um, I'll be thinking about you. Don't worry. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we got the giveaway giveaway stuffs. I wanted to bring that up. Uh, we are once again teamed with our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles, and I saw a comment earlier uh, asking who won the the Instagram giveaway. Well, we're announcing it right now. Um, of course, we had the let me find the right button. Boom! We had this autographed Corey Seager's friend Cody Bellinger. Every time it's gonna happen. Every time Cody Bellinger 2020 World Series baseball. It's autographed by him in the flesh. Boom. JT's uh, friend CT just homered. That's pretty cool. But anyways, we have a winner for that. Go ahead, uh, go ahead and announce that winner, champ. <laughs> really good timing on that one. I appreciate that for me. Uh, the winner of the Cody Bellinger signed 2020 ball. Yvette Ca- Carlin. Oh shoot, I should have prepared myself a little more. I think it's Carlin. Carlin? At, at Carlin Mom on Instagram. You won this. It's yours. If you're, it sounds like you're a mom, so Good. hopefully your kids enjoy Cody Bellinger and autographed baseballs from from non obscure players. Why can't she? She probably can too, but she says it says she's a mom, so I was just looking out for her kids. You know. I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> next, we're announcing the next giveaway with our friends over at Elite Sports Collectibles. Make sure you are following them on Instagram. It's at EliteSC1, at EliteSC1 on Instagram. And do follow their Facebook group. You can find that information online as well. Uh, I don't think I have it handy. But um, next up, we are giving away this set. It's pretty cool. The set of... Uh, <laughs> It, it's mini, I think they're FOCO, mini bobbleheads, which is pretty cool. So you got Curse, you got Belly, and you got Mookie. That's pretty cool. They're so small. And they're very small, but, uh, you know, all together, uh, they make, a, make up a cool collection. So follow us. To enter to win, you have to follow us at Official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. And follow our friends, again, at Elite Sports Collectibles. That is at Elite SC one 
on Instagram. Tag your friends, and we're going to pick a winner. I think you got to tag two friends, three friends. I don't know. Does it say Seven it on the thing? Friends. Uh, tag tag people. Tag in. a bunch of friends. <laughs> and uh, we're going to pick that winner next Monday, which is going to be our opening week podcast. Oh, my Ooh. God. <laughs> Finally, spring training is over. Also, there's a guy in the chat who really doesn't think this is live. So, Jay, I'm just letting you know. It's definitely live. live. We don't pre-record anything uh, because we don't plan that far ahead. I, f- I feel alive. Moving on. We wanted to do our opening day predictions. Why not? Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just what I do. Let's just deal with it, all right? Today's been a really just meh day. Yeah, we've all been there, my friend. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) But, uh, hey, opening day again is next week. And, um, well... We wanted to do our roster predictions because that's what we do. That's what that's what podcasts do. That's what people do. They do their predictions. I think every spot is dropping their predictions right now. So, well, might as well do it last because if you're last, you're best or something like that. Uh, you're just the one most remembered because you're most recent. <laughs> we also did one on our DodgersNation.com. Check out Adam's post on our DodgersNation.com. See how close it is to what you wanted and see how close it is to what we listed here. First up, uh, I guess mine. We'll do mine here. Here's my opening day roster. Uh, no real surprises except for the people that might be surprises. But uh, let's let's dig in. We'll do this where we do our pitchers first, uh-huh. and then we'll we'll kind of dive off from there. So my rotation, not overly surprising. You got Kirsch, Bueller, Bauer. Although those guys might be flipped. Urias is in there. I have Tony Gonsolin. In my rotation, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but DP's in the bullpen. Jimmy Nelson's in the bullpen. Yes, he does make my opening day 26-man roster. Scott Alexander, I think he makes it just because vintage Dave. Uh, Corey Knable, uh, Blake Shrine, and Victor Gonzalez, and Kenley Jansen are on my roster. So let's see how far apart uh, Brooke and I are on this because we haven't seen ours uh, beforehand. <laughs> I'm just realizing that uh... – <laughs> Our orders uh, our, are wrong. No, our uh, our, uh, <laughs> our our graphics guy put Mike Clevenger. <laughs> oh, he put Mike Clevenger. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Way catch go, it. Eddie. My bad. Uh, it's supposed to obviously be Garrett, and it's uh, you know they're different human beings. But I went a little different with it, and I'll explain my reasoning. Um, this is what they call show your work. I believe is what they call it. Yes. I put Jimmy Nelson as my number five, and I think a lot of people will agree with me for a lot of different reasons. Number one, Jimmy Nelson looks damn good. That's my number one. Number two, uh, I think that he obviously has an opt-out date in his contract. I think that they're going to have to have him on the roster one way or another. You obviously had him in the bullpen. I decided, hey, put him in the starting rotation, rotate uh, Gonsolin and Dustin May in and out. You will notice there is no Dustin May on that list. And Same. that is by design. Same Z's. Yeah, I think that uh, a combination, some combination of Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin will probably start the year in the minor leagues. One or one or the other. I would probably say not both. Probably one or the other. It could go either way. Honestly, <laughs> it too. It could go either way. Could be either of them. All right. So jumping off point here for our pitchers. My, yes, my I, I think. <laughs> I think. I'm surprised to see uh, Clev. You're your Clev on there. Mm-hmm. Where, where's it was, So, so it you, was, you went Clevenger over over my Scotty uh, Scotty Alexander. See, that was the thing. I was like, they're pretty interchangeable in my yeah. mind. I think that you're probably more right in the sense of they'll give him a very short leash no. in the beginning of the year to be like, hey, it's either this or we cut you. And I think he eventually gets cut. Did you go 13 pitchers? I'm assuming. I can't count. 
Yeah, I think you went 13, so which is why you also have Dennis Santana in there. Right. I think Santana's going to be optioned uh, just because they can. And I, I think for at least opening day, they're only going to carry 12 pitchers. That's no, that's no, my wrong. assumption. No, you're dumb. But <laughs> thank you. Don't you. Know anything. But to um, to talk on the Dustin May thing, mm-hmm. I think knowing the Dodgers or assuming I know the Dodgers the way I might and the way I know Dave slightly, they're going to use that opportunity to to say that Dustin May needs to continue to work on his high forcing fastball and and his breaking ball. I don't see him getting in that first series in uh, Colorado. It just it, it doesn't mesh up to me mm-hmm. to see him uh, there in Colorado. So again, this is opening day roster. Dustin May, huge part of this team for for the entire season. He's probably going to start a, a good amount of games as well. But that's just uh, you know that's, that's kind of where I, I, I'm at on it on my Dustin say Dustin May side. They have reasons to keep him at the alternate site to keep working on a couple of things. They were, th- they, I mean, he was held out of games for a little while, pitching in the backfields right. to keep working on some stuff. That's where I put those together. Thoughts? Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think you're talking about opening day. We said at the beginning of the show it's going to be really odd open in a really odd opening day roster. It's not going mm-hmm. to be exactly what you expected, and that's for this exact reason because there's going to be a lot of guys held off that wouldn't necessarily normally be held off in years past because they don't need them right up front. I think a lot of these guys you're also not going to see on the roster or maybe not even on the team at the last and the last part of the year. I look at guys like Jimmy Delson. I'm like, there is a good chance that he doesn't make it through the entire year with the team. But I do think that he starts the year on the opening day roster. I do think that Mm -hmm. he makes appearances at some point in the first parts of the year. Absolutely. And the man has looked fantastic. And, uh, you know, if it's not with the Dodgers, really hope that he gets a really good chance somewhere. I I don't know. I like Jimmy Nelson a lot. I think he's really good people. On the, the David Price front, both of us do not have DP in our rotation. Um, Price, continuing with what me, you, and Gary talked about a couple weeks ago, um, Price is proving to be that ultimate professional. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's spoke about his willingness to pitch out of the bullpen, hmm. and he expanded on it in his own words uh, a few days ago. But... He just he sounds like a good dude, and he sounds like honestly he feels guilty at his age blocking people like Gonsolin and D May and even like JoJo Gray and all that. So right. here's a bit from uh, David Price about um, just his mindset and and worried about these these younger boys. I mean, I want my teammates to know that I want us to be the best you know version of of the Dodgers that we can be. Um, and whatever that entails, you know, me doing, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I've done this for a long time, and you know, I know that we have a tremendous amount of talent, you know, with uh, a lot of our young guys, and you know, those guys, you know, deserve opportunities to go out there and, and be starters. Um, you know, I want those guys to go out there and and be successful and, and be able to kind of build their routine, you know, as a starter because. They have really, really good stuff, and you know I want to. I want to see those guys be successful. And if me going to the bullpen, you know, gives those guys more opportunities, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. You love to hear a veteran like of the caliber of David Price talking right. about people like Gonsolin and uh, he didn't necessarily name names, but the younger guys on this team of this incredibly deep pitching staff that the Dodgers have. Yeah, you really do love to see that that kind of uh, veteran moxie out of them. Um, 
Paul Vaughn saying David Price comes off as a leader to me. He cares about the younger players 100%. That dude is a straight-up leader. And I think the setup to the question that, that he was answering there, that Price was answering, was, like, is is you uh, falling on the sword, as it were, and this isn't the verbatim way of saying it, but mm-hmm. you pitching out of the bullpen, is this your way of, of kind of, uh, you know, showing your leadership the way Mookie last spring had his speech to the players in in the locker room about, uh, you know, playing the game the right way and, and accountability. And, you know, you had the, the Mookie the coin jar and all that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe I think also part of it too is, <laughs> is the veteran understanding of him looking at it and being like, look, I wasn't here last year. And, and I, yeah. I, I think that all the players understand that. And I don't think that there's any questioning with it or anything like that. I think everybody knows why he opted out of the season. And I totally get it. I think everybody gets it. But that might be something that lingers in the back of his mind. Like, hey, I don't really have a priority here, but I want to be a part of this team and I want to pitch wherever I can. I want to do whatever. And that's mm-hmm. the vibe I get from him where he's just like, I just want to do whatever I can to help this team win and be successful. So it sounds to me, even though all indications are that this has not happened. It does sound to me like the conversation has already been had where it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you might, you might start the year of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And so the way that he's been throwing, the way that he's been building up, it looks to me like he's pitching out of the bullpen, at least to start the year. I think that he will get starts just like eight other guys <laughs> this year will get starts. Um, but it's good. It's a good thing to have. It's really good leadership to have just mm-hmm. in general, but also the fact that he's been very successful out of the bullpen in his brief bullpen tenures. He he had also mentioned like he doesn't have any problem pitching out of the bullpen. That uh, it, physically he doesn't think that he would have any problems pitching out of the bullpen. He's done it before. He's done it a lot in the postseason. He did it a, a good amount early in his career. Um, he's he's set to to really be. He could be a sneaky good weapon for for this team throughout the season. Uh, you know, in the in years past we had Ross Stripling be that guy in a way, a good way. Last year, Gonsolin was that guy, but you know Tony Smokes, man, the cat man. He he's he's earned a spot and he's he's earned that opportunity. He's older. Same with Dustin May. I mean, you have so many dudes who who should be in this rotation, but not enough spots. Uh, yeah, we got some some uh, JoJo Gray comps to Doc Gooden in here, which I think is pretty damn good. Hmm. You, you you love to see that. Uh, Juan says that uh, DP looks so comfortable at this stage of his career. He knows that, you know how important. Of it, uh, it is for the younger guys to be getting that that kind of you know exposure and opportunity out there. So it's pretty damn good. Um, Jay Santos throws five dollars our way on the super chat on YouTube. We appreciate you, Jay. Jay says, "Have you guys ever heard of Gary Nolan from the Big Red Machine back in the seventies? We're not old enough." Yeah, I am not old enough. But please explain uh, why 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 you wanted us. To- wanted to know that <laughs> i think there's probably a comp that he wants to make and so i'm interested to know that oh uh roach follows that up and says how much for brooke to do a backflip right now i'll put in five dollars i cannot do a backflip so uh hurt his knee. yeah my knee hurts bad man Respect. i don't know what i did don't fall down <laughs> do not fall down in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. 
All right, next up, this one's going to be real quick. Uh, let's dig into catchers. I think we both got the same catching. Oh, man. Someone that. pointed out same. that we both have Austin Barnes at the top, and that is not by design. Alphabetical order. It's an alphabetical order in this particular instance. Uh, by first name, I believe, is how Eddie organized it. I can't really tell how he did well, it. Well, they're both. They're There's both, no rhyme or reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I pulled them by. By the by way they're on listed the on the roster. Yeah, that makes sense. Dodgers.com. Uh, maybe this is website. how I sent it to him, because my brain works backwards sometimes. Yeah, you, you don't have good brain. No uh, good brainly. The the only thing I have is, uh, is we wanted to do a jumping off point, kind of have a, a, a point of topic for each, um, I guess, position. Section? Well, <laughs> yeah, I play first section. Um, yeah. With catcher, yeah, we, we already talked about the 90 game stuff. They're both there. There isn't a wrong answer. Or there isn't a right answer, but there's a wrong answer, and that's if Austin Barnes catches as many games as Will Smith. But, dude, how good has Kiebert, Kiebert, Kybert Ruiz looked so far this spring? I mean, with the bat is one thing. I think uh, those hits are going to come and go for him. But I mean, obviously for him to kind of roll out of bed and hit, which has kind of been the case because he did arrive super late. Uh, Dave talked multiple times about him like, hey, he's mm-hmm. ready. Like he's staying ready. He's staying hot. He's staying ready to go. Proved it. Uh, he's not here yet, but he is ready to go. And he obviously got there and then within a week was in games. Good sign for him. Is hit very well early on. My favorite thing about him, and this is something that we ping pong back and forth on a lot, is he just looks so smooth behind the plate right now. I mean, his pitch framing, the way he's picking the balls out of there, the throws he's making, he just looks like he belongs behind the plate. Um, and that's not to say that Will Smith is clunky or awkward, but it just it, there's just a different feel yeah. to it, and you can tell that he's receiving the ball much better. I think he's receiving the ball much better than both Barnes and Will Smith. He looks smooth yes. AF. So I'm very excited about that. Super excited to see what he can do. I don't know in terms of this year where or when he arrives or if he arrives. How could we, in your infinite wisdom, some Dodger blogger, Mm. how can we force Kiebert, Kybert, Kybert Ruiz onto the opening Will day roster. Smith has to learn a new position. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Smith, really baseman, let's go. I really thought that at this point they would have Will Smith taking balls somewhere else. Like, I really thought you they did. would. I mean, that was a conversation that was had at the beginning of the offseason where it's like, hey, he would explore third base. He could play third mm-hmm. base. This is obviously pre-Justin Turner re-signing, but mm-hmm. I really thought you would see him take balls somewhere else, and he, that has not been the case. It sounds like that's not a plan at all. That's not nearly a plan, and so... I just don't know a situation. Someone's got to get hurt, which it sounds like that's what Dave said, where it's like, hey, something unfortunate would probably have to happen in order for him to be on the opening day roster. So I don't think that there's a really good chance of it. But for Austin Barnes, it's not a short leash for him because he's never hit no. <laughs> ever. So it's 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 even hard to say that there's a short leash for him. But you, you got to figure at some point they got to make a decision on Gabriel Ruiz pretty quick. Yeah, you, know, like you got to do something with him. Trade him or or get him in that lineup because the I mean it's sure it's spring training, but the bat looks ready. He looked ready in his short time. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked ready in his short time <clears throat> at the big leagues. His his uh, game, his receiving game looks good. He's always been very much a uh, a highly a well heralded catching prospect and and he's earned it as being the the number one prospect via MLB pipeline so you got to find a way to get something out of that guy get him in the damn lineup already uh quickly jumping off Paul Vaughn throws us five dollars on uh on 
YouTube. It says pair character cheerfully blowing a party horn. Am I pair character? And is he asking me to push the, the horn? <laughs> it's either that or the emoji is translated. I, I don't really know. I'm not I don't really know. I mean, sure. this shirt is like, is this pear? Is it pear color? What color are pears? I don't know. I thought they were green. This is green. They're red. Well, anyways, <laughs> I'll do anything if I had some money. <laughs> Thank you. Bear. <laughs> Hello, Empire. Um, <clears throat> Infield, let's go. All right. No, I'm guessing no surprises uh, with Muncie, Luxie, Turner, and Siegs there uh, as your starters. Gavin Lux has earned that starting to be job. Mm-hmm. He's looked very good, surprisingly, on both sides of the ball. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I like, I like how things are shaping up. I like how things are shaping up in the infield. And again, you have the same guys, but, but your roster, boom, you got. I did not include DJ Peters on my roster. Well, I think that he you does. have you have CT as an outfielder. Um, I, I I have do. him as an infielder. I think here. that CT starts opening day in left field. Oh, and that is because they are facing the Rockies, and number one, that's a big outfield. Number two, <clears throat> man. Um, Gavin Lux is going to be facing a right-handed pitcher that day, so he will be in. And there's not a left-handed pitcher pitching, so AJ Pollock will not be in the lineup that day. Um, beyond that, why did you CT go noisy? Why did you go noisy on your look? Bo- on I your just bench? felt good about it. I feel like they're a little bit too right-handed heavy on the bench. I feel like Dave just keeps talking about right-handed? having. You a, mean left-handed? They're sorry, they're left-handed yeah, yeah, okay. heavy. I feel like Dave just keeps talking about having a right-handed bat on the bench ready to go, and I don't think that means Austin Barnes. I know it sounds crazy. Uh, but I, it just makes too much sense to me. Plus, he can play third base. He can he can get JT off of his feet. I know that you're not high on him, not high on him over at third base, and that's okay. I understand that. And, yes, uh, at Sermon King over on YouTube, I know that's the wrong Clevenger. Clevenger. Clevenger, because there's an A. Um, I did not fill this up. This, this was not me. He didn't make this graphic. Um, and Eddie, um, did you, you have a pretty on yours, right? Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got that's Zach Attack. I got CT oh, in there. I got Eddie Rios, but Eddie Rios is part of like slight, slightly part of my question. So let's go uh, infield. Let's jump off at the infield. Is there any chance Edwin Rios starts the season at the alternate site? I think that there is every chance that he starts the season at the alternate site. I think that. Oh, man, I it is it's tough for me to envision Beatty and Rios both starting the year on the yes. opening day roster. For me, I think they're trying to force it. I think they're trying to make it happen, and I think that's why you're seeing Beatty play all over the field and play weird spots that he wouldn't normally play. However, I do think that without Noisy on the roster, that it's a lot harder to, to send uh, Edwin Rios down to camp mm-hmm. or down to the alternate site because then you really don't have much of a backup at third base. You do kind of. CT can play third base. You got CT and you got McKinstry. You can't. They can play third base, but they probably shouldn't. Um, Edwin Rios, I still don't like him at third base. I don't think I'll ever like him at third base, but he is kind of the backup option there. So with that in mind, I think that Noisy does give you an opportunity to get his swing right at the minor league level. Rios' swing. Yeah, yeah. Doc had noted that that Eddie still isn't quite locked in yet. Uh, swing wise, it shows. I mean, I think I think he I think he donged a homer uh, this week or last. I should say late last week. If not, whatever. But he's getting closer. But yeah, his swing is is a little um, little wishy washy. Wishy washy. One would one might say. Uh, quickly getting into the outfield side of things. 
I think they're they're obviously you have your starters pretty much set. I went Peters. I did go Peters over um, over the the option of uh, what am I looking for? Dustin May. That those were my guys. It was either going to be D May and they carry thirteen pitchers, or Peters or is going to be the yeah. guy. Beatty, and really you could throw Edwin Rios in, into the mix there. Beatty, uh, Dave said Beatty has earned it. He's going to be on the roster. Uh, he said that over the weekend. So there's one of your roster spots already taken up. You're going to have McKinstry there. You're going to have CT. You're going to have Barnsey. You're going to have Beatty. And I would think they would want another true outfielder in Colorado over trying to get you know one of Beatty or Eddie Rios potentially playing some left field or whatever. So that's my take on it. Boom, there's your, your opening day rosters. Uh, there's our predictions. How far off will we be? Probably like one or two. I can tell you that Mike Clevenger will not be on a, on our opening day roster. I can tell you any, that much. Any opening day roster. That's true. Uh, where 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 uh, where are we most wrong? I want. I'm going to say you're most wrong on noisy. Where am I most wrong? I think you are most wrong on DJ Peters. You want to fight? Not DJ Peters. <laughs> he's hell no. He's a big boy. I think he will make his debut at some point <clears throat> this season, though. Other guys noticeably missing. Uh, obviously, Bruce Dark Gratterall. He's not going to be on the opening roster. He will be optioned to work on things. Dennis Santana, in my opinion, will be optioned to work on things. Same with Dustin May. Mitch White is is behind schedule. Cabert Ruiz is um, doesn't have a spot, which sucks. Uh, <laughs> Mike Kickham. I, I was surprised you didn't have Kick on there over. Kickham was a tough one for me. The only reason I, I went soft on Kickham is because you need a roster spot for him, and I just don't. You mm-hmm. know, I don't. I don't see. I don't see them DFAing yeah. or somebody or anything like that in yeah, order to fit not. Mike Kickham on their roster. One hundred percent. I'll give you some points because I've been. Uh, I've been low on the points today. Joe Kelly will be on the injured list. What are the chances that uh, Joe Kelly has thrown his last pitch as a Dodger already? I'm, I'm, oof, man, that's a tough. I one. think we I, talked about this I, last I, week, but I'm I, just curious. I wouldn't, Maybe it's I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go that far on it, but uh, I do think that they are doing a similar thing where they're saying, like, hey, I don't know what's wrong with you, but take your time. Whenever you need to get back, get back. Don't worry about rushing back. I don't. You got lower body-itis, whatever it is. Relax. <laughs> all throw some bulls ends. Get mm-hmm. right. Stop throwing your damn curveball so much. Uh, you'll be all right. But, I, yeah, <laughs> he, he does worry me a little bit. Uh, it, to be fair, though, we do not need him. 10% chance he's thrown his last pitch already. There is a pretty good chance. Joe <laughs> Kelly Fight Club is closed. No longer open. <laughs> well, that's our list. We'll see uh, in, a, in about a week, a little over a week, how um, how far off we were on those. Probably way far off. Pretty far off. Probably. Wani Rebe is probably going to be on the roster opening day or something. Happy birthday, Wani right? Rebe. I think it's his birthday, right? Yeah. He's up there. He's got his bat. He's got his hands going. He's flowing. He's flowing. You know how we do. Anyways, um, cool. I guess that's about it. That's all we got. Bye. Goodbye. Uh, find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. We'll have more of this kind of stuff as we lead up into up opening day. Check out all our writers there. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out on DodgersNation.com, so it means a lot if you do click there. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are available to eat for free. We live there. Also on YouTube, YouTube.com slash TV. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. You will be glad you did. It had a clicky noise. Does it always have a clicky noise? Yeah, I just never. Oh, wow. I've never heard it before. Wow. 
professionals show. We got Mike Clevenger on here. We're good, guys. I'm at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We are both on Twitter and Instagram, spelling stuff right, hopefully. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodger Nation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for your super chats or whatever they call them, where they send us the money so that we can have the beer and be the happy. We appreciate you. Love y'all. See you next week. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.